Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pili, and welcome to episode 74 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. Can I ask you a question? Is your business built to last? Whenever you think of a new business idea, I know it's fun to dive straight into building a website or dreaming up new products, but what happens when the inevitable storms come? Will the business you've built make it? For today's episode, we're kicking off a new series we're calling Back to Business Basics, where we cover fundamental basics a business should have in place. To kick the series off, we're talking about how you can evaluate your business idea in five steps. This particular episode was recorded during an Instagram live session where one of you was brave enough to jump on live to walk through your business idea with me. Now, these five steps are not meant to be an exhaustive checklist, but they will help you take a first pass at your list of business ideas. Evaluating a new business can have so many nuances depending on your industry, the size, your personal background, and many other factors. But if you're looking for a way to whittle down your list of ideas, this is a good place to start. Before we hear the rest of this episode, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes. This will help to spread the word about our podcast so your amazing stories can continue to inspire women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. With that, let's go off-script and dive straight into today's episode. Today, we're talking about how to validate your business idea in five steps. I'm very excited about this new series that I'm launching called Back to Business Basics. And the reason I thought it would be helpful to have a series like this is because right now everyone's talking about start a business or pivot your business if things aren't working, but sometimes your business is shakier than it should be because you don't have the right foundation in place. We get so excited about creating the thing that we're very excited about creating that we might skip some very vital and foundational steps. So I thought it would be helpful for people if we could take a big step back and build on what the foundations are for a solid business. And I thought the first place to start would be the idea. So I know a lot of people have a big list of ideas that are floating around in their mind and they wonder, okay, I have so many business ideas, but I'm not sure which one to go with. So you're either paralyzed into indecision by just the sheer number of ideas that you have, or you're not sure how to execute the idea, or you're just worried about whether or not it's going to work for you. So let's go through how or ways you can then take your business idea and pick one so then you can move forward because there's just really no point in dreaming and thinking about what if, what if, and never trying anything. Um, Sometimes imperfect movement is better than no movement at all. So let's get you moving today. If this is the first time you're joining one of my lives or you haven't come across me online before, my name is Sewa Pele, and I'm a business strategist. I work with CEOs to pivot and scale their businesses, taking their businesses to another level. I worked at one of Wall Street's biggest investment banks for 10 years, and as a vice president, I learned a lot about business strategy, global business strategy, and today I help my clients 
implement those strategies in their business. So clients all the way from brick and mortar to well-funded startups to online businesses alike. I am very passionate about working with small businesses and seeing them win. So I thought I would use this platform to share some good nuggets with you guys as you're thinking about building your own businesses. To jump into it, um, we're gonna cover five steps today as far as how can you validate that the business idea you're thinking about is a good one, that it's a business that's gonna be built on a strong foundation that's going to be profitable and that's going to weather the storms that inevitably are going to hit our economy like this pandemic that we're going through so step number one is when you have an idea you want to think about whether or not it's a vitamin or a painkiller the difference is a vitamin is a nice to have, right? Because when we're eating regular meals, healthy meals, we're bound to get some vitamins from those meals. But we choose to add additional vitamins. They're expensive, but we think or we know that they're healthy um, for us. When you think about times getting tough and you think about what should I cut from my grocery list, vitamins might not be essential depending on how deeply you need to cut your, your grocery list, right? Versus painkillers are the things that we, personally, I take painkillers with me on every trip I go on just because you never know what's going to come up. They're essential for people who live with a chronic illness, for example. It's something that they're always going to have with them. So when you consider your business idea, you have to think about the fact that is it a painkiller or is it a vitamin? Is it a nice to have, but I don't really need it versus I absolutely need this in my life. So that's step one. Consider which of those buckets your idea is gonna fall into. And I think it's gonna be clearer to figure out that bucket if you know who you're trying to sell your product or service to. So that's number two on how to validate your business idea is to make sure that you're absolutely crystal clear on who's trying to buy what you have to sell. It's heartbreaking to see people put their hard earned money, their time, their effort into launching a business that quite frankly, nobody wants or needs and it's better if you do that work upfront to understand, okay, I have this idea, I know it's essential because I have validated that it is a painkiller, but now you need to know who is it a painkiller for. And that is really where the work in getting to know your target market or your target audience comes about. So do you know where these people you're trying to sell to live? Do they, and by live, I mean physically, country, city, um, I mean online. Where are their watering holes online? Where do they hang out? Are they on IG? Are they on Twitter? Are there certain Facebook groups that they tend to be on? You need to understand who these people are and where they live online. Next, once you know who they are, you need to understand what kind of ecosystem these people have around them. Meaning, who are they listening to online? Who are these influencers that they're listening to? Because in the long run, you may need to partner with those influencers. And by influencers, I mean anyone from news reporters to 
mommy bloggers to whatever the case may be, depending on who that target audience is for you, who do they listen to? Are there therapists online that they're constantly following and absorbing information from? So you need to understand the ecosystem around the people you are hoping will buy your product. So then the next thing is you want to make sure that once you know where they live, you understand how you're going to reach these people. So it's not only helpful to understand who your target market is, you need to know how you're going to reach them. What language do they speak? What key words can you use that are going to pull them into your business and pull them into your brand and your story? You need to understand all of these things about the people you're trying to sell to. If you don't know anything about the people you're trying to sell to, I mean, this is not a good idea to begin with. You need to understand foundationally, is my idea a painkiller or a vitamin and who wants it? Who am I trying to sell to? And do I know things about the people I'm trying to sell to? So next is number three, is this the right time to launch? There is a time to launch a vitamin versus a time to launch a painkiller. And at that very first point, I'm not saying you shouldn't launch something that's a vitamin. It's just that it may not be appropriate to launch a vitamin at every point in time. So right now, when you think about us being in a moment in history where we're going through a pandemic, the economy is tanking, people are losing their jobs. This is really a time where a lot of painkiller businesses are launched but probably not the best time to launch a vitamin type of business. So you have to assess, is this the right time to launch my business? The people that I'm targeting, do they have the extra time, money, whatever it is to invest in what it is I'm trying to sell them? You have to time things well because something that you launched you know, last year this time may have done better then than it would do now. So you need to be emotionally aware enough and environmentally aware enough to know whether or not this is the right time to do it. I think there's always a market for a business. You can figure out who you can sell things to. Um, you just need to make sure this is the right time. So I like to use the analogy of when you wanted to ask your parents, you wanted to go to a party in high school, you would time your ask right, wouldn't you? You would make sure that mom and dad were in a good mood. You would make sure that you were asking at a time when either you had just gotten good grades or you'd done something really well, like you'd clean, do all the dishes, the night before and be on your best behavior before you made that ask. So same thing with the business idea. You have to make sure that it's well-timed enough so that at the end of the day, people are ready to receive what it is you have for them. No one's saying it's not a good idea, but in order to validate whether or not it's a good idea for right now, you need to be aware of when it is you're launching. I know earlier I mentioned that I had a service provider and my home because we needed to do our quarterly spray for pests and things. You know, the creepy crawlies start to come out when the weather gets warm. And this is a company we have been working with before the pandemic hit. And so we were comfortable with their processes. We knew that they were going to be wearing masks and gloves and they cover up their shoes when they enter our home. But if this was you, 
coming into the market at this point in time. Nobody knows who you are, yet you want to start to enter people's homes to provide a service. This is not the time to be popping up at people's houses. People are very selective about who they're letting into their homes. So you want to make sure that you are timing your entry into a market correctly. So that is number three, is just make sure that you're launching your idea at the right time, because it might be a good idea overall, just not a good idea for right now. So number four is you wanna make sure that there's enough room or allowance for your learning curve. By that I mean, if this is a market that you are not a super expert at, is there wiggle room, is there tolerance for you to make mistakes as you figure things out and as you find your footing? There are a lot of markets that have zero tolerance for error. And so, sure, you may have checked off boxes one, two, or three, but now you get to number four and there are a lot of barriers to entry, meaning there are a lot of things that prevent companies from either even starting or being successful. And a good example of that mar a market like that would be prescription medications. So if for some reason you had this idea that you were going to create a prescription medication that helped acne, let's say, and you have whipped up a batch of something in your, in your kitchen and your friends love it, it's working for them, but let me tell you, you still need to get that prescription approved by the FDA. This is people's skin you're, you're messing with. And so I, for one, I have very sensitive skin. I don't like to mess with new products unless I have gotten some sort of feedback from friends who've used it and they know for sure this works. So you wanna make sure that you are an expert or you can quickly ramp up the learning curve when you're launching something new. You wanna make sure that you're comfortable and that the people in the market are gonna be very forgiving of all the mistakes you're gonna make early on. So if they're not gonna be forgiving or there's gonna be very little tolerance for errors, that might not be the, the idea for you. It might be a good idea for other people who can jump in there and from day one execute with excellence and hit the ground running. For you, this not, might not be an, a good idea. Yes, it might sound cool. Yes, you think you have an idea um, or you have a way to make it happen, but if this isn't something that is your domain, that is your realm, I would recommend you don't even attempt to do it because it might not be a good idea for you. Um, that leads us to number five is, do you have access to the right tools and access to the right team of people to make it happen. By that, I mean that you may not be able to do this by yourself. You may need to use apps. You may need to hire other people to help you do that, but do you have access to them? If you reached out to, I don't know, if you thought, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need Bill Gates to be on my team to make this happen. In all, in all realness, I mean, is Bill Gates gonna, number one, answer your call, open your email, and then accept that, yes, we're gonna work on the same team together? Is that realistic? So you have to think about it. Do you have access to all the tools and people you need in order to make this happen? Oftentimes, in order to make things happen, the barrier to entry is very low. If you're launching an e-commerce store, all you may need is a website and the back-end Shopify 
app or plugin in order to make things work. But also on top of that, do you have access to the fulfillment, shipping, and all those types of apps and technology to make this a reality? Those things cost money. Do you have access to those things in order to make your business run? If you don't, or it's going to be too difficult for you to put it together in a way that makes sense and in a way that presents a professional front, you may not want to go with that business idea. It may not be a good idea for you. So those were five very, very quick and dirty steps that you need to go through to validate your business idea, to make sure that this is the idea you need to be launching right now um, before you jump in and you say, that sounds cool, I will do it. I, I hope you remember that this isn't about you. It isn't about whether or not you think it's a good idea. It's about whether or not other people are gonna think this is a good idea that they actually want to put their money down on the table to purchase. A lot of times people try to float their ideas out there and people pay you lip service. They say, oh, that sounds like a great idea, but you're probably talking to the wrong people because when push, push comes to shove, they need to vote with their dollars, they don't, and you wonder, why? Why didn't my idea work? Why didn't the launch work? Why wasn't it successful? And I hate to say it, but you probably didn't go through the right steps to validate this business idea that you're putting out there. I know some people say launch when it's imperfect. Yes, that is true to a degree, but fundamentally, if there's something that is imperfect, that's a fundamental flaw, you shouldn't be doing it. So there are some things that are okay to launch partially finished because you will build it on the way down or you build it verse on based on customer feedback, but the fundamentals, you can't skip out on, you can't skimp out on. You wanna make sure that you have the right things in place before you launch. So I have talked a lot and I would love to hear, number one, is there anyone out there who has a business idea that they would like to talk through live with me? Um, and number two, I will look through the questions here to see if you guys have put any questions in to be answered. I know a lot of people are shy when it comes to sharing their ideas because they feel like someone's gonna steal my idea. And I've said this before, but People sure could steal the idea, but they can't steal the spirit behind it. They can't steal the way you would execute it. So if you don't bounce your ideas off of people, you may miss out on the feedback that could help you tweak and improve it. You may miss out on the feedback that, hey, you thought you were gonna sell it to someone like me, and when you talk to me, you find out that I wasn't in fact your target market. So there's value in sharing your ideas before you're ready to launch. Uh, there we go. Thank you for coming on. Um, Crystal, Hi. tell us who you are and what you do. What's your business idea? Uh, my name That's is Crystal, okay. obviously. Um, my business idea, I'm actually um, in the process of doing multiple businesses, but right now I'm building out my um, health and wellness um, business. It's going to be also beauty involved. And right now, um, I just wanted your advice as far as like, because I'm doing like um, a drop shipping formula. I only have like one product that I'm going to personally ship out, but I'm building it out as um, drop shipping. So I just wanted your advice as far as like 
Because obviously when you drop ship, it's not your touch with the products. It's how they, you know, ship it out. So um, I do have a little bit of capital to like get those products wholesale, but I didn't want to, I guess, you know, take the risk. So how do I implement like my personal brand, the touch of my personal brand to those drop ship um, items so when the client purchases it? Got it. Okay. So I would say first things first is you need to understand what do you value as a brand, right? So if you think about a company like Amazon, what mm -hmm. they value is speed. So regardless of these, they value speed and they also value the quality of the items you receive. And the way they ensure quality is through their review system, right? For me, I won't buy anything that has a ton of one and two stars, even though it's like on average a five star or four and a half star, because I assume whatever went wrong with the one star could go wrong with me. Right. So I want you to make sure that you have your values in place um, because then you're going to need to figure out which drop shipping partners align with your values. If it's possible for you to, after the fact, send emails with a personal touch or a personal message or follow up, because I'm sure you're going to have access to the fulfillment system, right? To see mm. who's ordered, who they're, what their addresses are. Maybe you can send them a handwritten note after the fact, right? Because you're not the one shipping it out to them. Right. So find other ways to add your personal touch mm -hmm. in a way that people understand that this is what her business stands for. And this is the kind of quality and experience she wants me to have. Right. I know, although drop shipping does give you um, an ability to scale and an ability to kind of delegate some of the tasks for your business, it can be impersonal if they're not going to do things exactly the way you would do them. Yeah, no, they're all professional companies. It's just, mm -hmm. um, I'm just like an affiliate in a way, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so that's where it's kind of like... Um, like there it's offhand as far as that, but I do believe in their products. Mm -hmm. It's just well, not going to directly from me. Got it. The other thing I would consider is even though you're just an affiliate for it, your experience with their product is unique. The way you talk about their product is unique. So on your social media platforms, I would really consider how you share information with people because so it, depending on what your product is, if there is kind of after the fact maintenance or people are going to come back to re-up on the product, they're going to really value your reviews. So if you have a YouTube channel where you can give information about the product that you're selling, I think that would be really helpful. In the wellness space, I know a lot of people um, have fitness classes right. offer in the digital space. And so Although the, maybe the supplements aren't theirs, the know-how of how to incorporate the supplements in their lives um, is yours. So right. you can build a platform around the product. Yeah, that's People exactly what I was thinking about doing. Not to cut mm -hmm. you off, I was thinking about making like a um, VIP group on Facebook for my customers so that I can engage with them and give them like extra advice and things like that just to add value and things. So that's what I was exactly. exactly. So I would say companies don't really know how to engage with people at that level, 
they don't know how to influence people at that level. Right. They have, to, they have a big budget to advertise brands, but the connection is why they hire affiliates because affiliates tend to come with right, their, their personality. Right. Exactly. So that is going to be your differentiator is what can you bring to the table as far as your knowledge, as far as your ability to give them a different kind of experience and bring yeah. them unity. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's very enlightening. A lot of the things I kind of really knew, but you, you you affirmed it and put it in a, a different light. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank we you so much. already have the answers. It's just, we need to hear sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Cause that's one of the things that I'm trying to do more with, like is engage with my, um, you know, like my people, like how you're like live right now, which is very good. Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing I need to like build out my schedule to go like live more often and give, you know, feedback and stuff. So that's good. You can do it. So send me a message. Let me know how it's going once you get. Ah! <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm kind of close to launching my site actually. So Ah, so share share your Instagram handle with it with everyone so we can check you out. Okay, all right. Um, my name. Well, it's Crystal Kajess. Let me put it in there. It's Crystal Kajess, and um, the ha- the um the link is inside the my link tree. Perfect. Put it in the comments and we'll check you out. Thank you for jumping on. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you enjoy listening to our show, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network. Between episodes, you can find me on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Offscript, or you can catch up on past episodes at She's Offscript.com. See you on the next one.